everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Bianca, and this is Macy. Hello, everyone. Hello. In this episode, we're talking about minutes 37 and 38 of Toy Story. I'm really excited to talk about this episode or this clip because there's so much neat stuff in here. (laughs) There is. I really like this scene. I mean, it's not... Like, when you're watching it, it's not, like, something that you, like, pick out everything because you're just watching. You're like, oh, it's an arcade, but there's, like, a lot of stuff. <laughs> there, There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> These two minutes start off with Buzz and Woody running into Pizza Planet wearing a Supernova burger box and a Mega Gulp cup to hide themselves. They stop and stand still when a couple of kids run by. Buzz gets up and runs into Woody, who angrily points the cup straw at Buzz and says, Watch where you're going. Buzz apologizes, and they run in between a couple of arcade cabinets. Buzz and Woody take off their disguises, and Buzz sees something and runs towards the edge of the arcade machines with a look of amazement. So, I have a lot of questions about this part. (laughs) And literally none of them I'd ever thought about until, like, a couple days ago watching this clip. Oh, gosh. (laughs) But for one, do they just take the time to, like, cut out or tear out the bottom of the cup in the box? I know. I thought of that, too, because, I mean, people don't normally do that. Like, when they're done, you're not just like, oh, it's time to cut out the bottom of the cup or the bottom (laughs) of my burger box. So they... Did Buzz and Woody just take a few minutes to really, like find a pair, like a knife in the in the trash can or something? Just either that or more disgusting. To slice out the bottom. I what? know, or more disgusting. They found one that was already like rat eaten, and they just used oh, that no. one. <laughs> Which that was an- was another thing I thought of too. I was like that's so unsanitary. Like I know toys can't get sick or anything but you pass on those germs to Andy exactly not just that the thing that bothered me watching it was I understand Woody fitting in the cup but I don't understand Buzz fitting in the burger box that I feel was like he would stick I was out bring up. <laughs> when he says sorry and he opens up the box as he's talking and he's like can, talking with the box it, you can see yeah, if you pause it you can see him in there and he's like bent over. Oh god. In a really it's a, in a way that makes absolutely no sense. Like you oh, can gosh. You can pause it and see him inside the box for like a millisecond and it's just it, it there's it makes no physical sense. Also, why would you go through that much effort to open the box when you say sorry? Yes, and why, like, why does Woody do the straw thing, like, move the straw? Because they can't see each other. And speaking of that, how are they, how do they know where they're going? Because they can't see anything. Exactly. Maybe Woody poked a couple of eye holes in the cup and Buzz is just following wherever he hears Woody's running. But you would be able to see the eye holes, I feel like. True. Like, I don't see anything on there. I don't know. Unless Woody's built a periscope or something inside of that straw. <laughs> <In the> cup. <laughs> the straw. <laughs> All you of that would have a taken... a couple of tiny little mirrors. That would have taken so long. Andy would have already been back home and sad. <laughs> and it's like... Sid would have been gone. They would have been stuck at Pizza Planet. <laughs> it it really it it just doesn't make any sense also i like when buzz bumps into woody woody says watch where are you going and buzz says sorry and then like two seconds later woody runs into one of the arcade cabinets yeah (laughs) i love that part uh when i was younger me and my sister my brother would always laugh at that part because it was just so dumb looking (laughs) It's just like he just, just runs into the arcade. 
Well, he tells Buzz to watch where he's going, and then he doesn't do the same. I know. It's just like, it, I don't know. I guess they did that on purpose just to make it look funny. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We always laughed at that part. I was wondering, too, about, because I was confused at first because the a Mega Gulp cup says 128 ounces on it. And it. <laughs> Just from looking at it, it looks like a normal medium-sized cup. Like, it looks like this cup that I'm drinking tea out of right now that people listening can't see, but it's about <laughs> the size of, like, a normal medium-sized fast food cup. And, yeah, like a 24 But then ounce, I realized, but- okay, so Woody is, what, about 16 inches tall? Yeah. And then when he when he stands up, his feet come out, like... A cup, an inch or two. So that cup must be at least 13 or 14 inches, which mm-hmm. is about the, the width of my MacBook screen. So maybe so it's like a, a 32 that's ounce. A, well, it's definitely a, a bigger size cup than just a normal, like a like a 24 ounce fast food cup. Like it, it could but it can't potentially be, be 128 ounces. Because that's a gallon. I don't think he'd be in a gallon cup. Oh, is it? (laughs) That's like a KFC bucket. (laughs) It reminds me of an episode of the show Parks and Recreation. (laughs) I don't know how much of that show you've watched where they have the the Paunch Burger fast food soda cup that they Mm -hmm. call the child size and it's literally like a small bucket basically and they're like why is why is how is this child size and the lady explains well it's because it could fit a small child inside of it (laughs) that reminds me of I don't remember if it was on the news or what, but you know how 7-Eleven used to do like their free slushy or whatever, just bring your own cup and you can fill it up. These two girls mm-hmm. actually got KFC buckets and they took it and they filled up the KFC buckets full <laughs> of the slushy. And I was just like, after that, you would have had to have stopped that because that's way too much for one person. <laughs> that's gaming the system right there. Exactly. I'm like, after that, I'm pretty sure they're like, okay, we're not doing this anymore. (laughs) I googled it and that 128 ounces is a gallon. Oh my gosh, yes, because it's So I assume that that must be that must be a joke, but but generally just based on the size of Woody, that would be it's still like an above average sized cup. cup size, yeah. That's a pretty big cup. And then I assume the <laughs> if the if the cup is that big, then the the burger box must be like for a pretty large burger as well. It's the supernova burger, so maybe that's why maybe that's why it's called the supernova burger because it's a giant burger. Maybe. That's really crazy though. Like that's really something of the nineties. Like that's so nineties because in the 90s, everything was huge, but now in today's standards, because, like, all these laws have been passed, you can't have, like, something that's too big unless, like, it's, like, a specialty store or something. Like, McDonald's can't just be like, oh, quadruple-deck Big Mac or something like that. We should move on to the we next We should thing. move on. <laughs> okay, so at the 22nd mark... We see a big interior shot of Pizza Planet's arcade with a bunch of kids running around and playing arcade games, a mission control area with screens showing different images, a Pizza Planet sign, and a ceiling with stars and silhouettes of spaceships and satellites. Buzz exclaims, what a spaceport. Good work, Woody. Woody looks around anxiously for Andy and sees a kid playing a game called Planet Killer. A girl getting alien slime from a dispenser shaped like an alien, and another kid playing whack an alien. That opening shot is really cool. It is. I do like it. According to the audio commentary, 
animator Rex Grignon animated that big opening shot of the interior of Pizza Planet. It, it had 17 humans in it. Oh, nice. Which is pretty impressive. That is I very mean, impressive. One Before I say everything else I have to say about that shot, though, let me... <laughs> Let me make it clear, though, that one, it is it is really impressive for the time. And I'm not saying that he did a bad job at all. I'm just saying that it was human animation in 1995. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> for sure. If you the look humans... closely at those people, those 17 humans, <laughs> there's like, there's a kid... There are kids sitting in the um, rocket ride game. It's like one of those things where you put coins in and you ride inside of a rocket that just goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. None of those kids look like they have torsos or they like <laughs> they have legs. Oh, gosh, they probably don't. It's like they just have torsos and their bodies end. <laughs> oh, it, gosh. There's nowhere inside their inside the rockets for their legs to go that's true <laughs> and there's one kid he jumps into the rocket like he just jumps in and i can't tell i can't i couldn't really tell if before he jumps in if he has legs but it kind of didn't look like it it kind of looked like he was just standing behind to hide the fact that he doesn't have oh, any gosh and and then he just like jerks back and forth on the rocket really fast <laughs> and then a girl in one of the other rockets she's like got her got her arms and her and her head going back and forth she looks like she's at she's at a concert just head banging like yeah she looks like she's having a little bit too much fun in that rocket i'm like oh sweet baby child you need to calm down <laughs> <laughs> All of the kids in the scene are, again, copies of Andy, it looks like. Or all the girls in the scene look like uh, copies of Sid's sister, Hannah. Oh, gosh. I didn't even notice the girls. I just paid attention to, like, oh, yeah, they all look like Andy. But I never paid attention to the girls. There's a couple of adults in the scene, too, and they they just look... (laughs) Very I don't weird. like yeah, I don't like the way the adults look. <laughs> I want to talk about all the games in the arcade cabinets in this scene. Oh yeah. Cause they're really cool. So the first two that you see, like when Buzz and Woody are are still in their cup and burger box disguises, you see a cabinet with a picture of I guess it's a wombat popping out of the ground <laughs> wearing <laughs> yes. like an army helmet and a dog tag and like shooting a machine gun. And if you look <laughs> later in the scene, you can see that uh, same a cabinet, a different cabinet with the same game and it's called Combat Wombat. <laughs> and I there's always also... loved that. <laughs> <laughs> I never paid much attention to them, but there's also in that same shot, a game called Scooter Attack, which has a picture on the side of of the the arcade cabinet of a guy like on a bike that shoots bullets out of the headlights, and there's like bullet shells flying off the side. And then I feel like um, that would be a, a fun game to play, that, though. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> that, there's another one called Kabuki which has a picture on the side of a superhero with a K on his outfit that looks like he's about to jump on some like red devil or some kind of red (laughs) horned creature. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them that you only see the names and you don't see any of the artwork, but one, there's one called Annihilation, another one called Hurl, which is the one that Andy's standing in front of when they first see him again. Mm-hmm. And then there's one called Do Unto Others. Now, there's one that doesn't have a name. It just has a picture of like a rocket ship flying through space. And all of these, there's several copies of them throughout the arcade. And they all have different, they all have different gameplay in air quotes <laughs> showing on 
on the screens, it looks like they they just animated like some little bits of gameplay of like different looking games and then just randomly put them on whichever cabinet because a lot of the what's actually happening on the screen does not match up with the name of the game or the artwork on the side. Yeah. When you look at the game, you're like, that shouldn't be in that cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) I saw on one of the cabinets that had scooter attack. It was like some first person racing game on the screen. But then I saw the same game playing on, on the hurl cabinet. (laughs) Which I thought was funny. I also noticed on the hurl cabinet that on the game over screen it said game over, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Another very nineties thing. Yes. There's also some other games, like there's the the Rocket Ride games like we talked about. Mm-hmm. That just kind of they're just little rockets that kind of go back and forth. And there's a game called Planet Killer, mm-hmm. which looks like there's this you shoot this big gun at these at this little planet uh model, and it's got some neat art on the side of of like a a, a planet exploding. <laughs> um and then there's of course Wacka Alien, inspired by um is it the movie Alien where where the alien bursts out of the guy's chest. Yes. <laughs> that movie gave me nightmares is, as a child. I've never seen it because I know it would do the same to me. Yes, <laughs> please don't watch it. As much as but I love gave, the alien the design. Just looks disturbing. Yes, as much as I love the alien design, like the concept of the alien, I hate the movies because they freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this game just seems disturbing because it's like a, an astronaut guy like laying on the machine and he's got all these holes and like blood in his chest where the where and with the all aliens the aliens coming out, out and he's got and this it's like and he's got this like pained look on his face. I know. I'm like, why it, did it, that make disturbing. it too? Why did that become a child's game? It's like. <laughs> This should not be at Pizza Planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the alien slime things, although I think we talked about last week how I was absolutely terrified of arcades as a child. And oh, yeah. <laughs> those things, like, I wouldn't have gone near those things. <laughs> but they're really cool. You know, knowing me as a child... I would have been scared, too, because they look a little bit like the xenomorph alien. <laughs> I would have yeah, been like, I first of all. that was probably intentional. I know, and I'm like, first of all, I would not want to eat the slushy that's coming out of his mouth first because gross. <laughs> it looks like vomit. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> in the movie, the aliens spit out, like, acid, and their blood is concentrated acid. I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to burn a hole in my stomach. Oh. <laughs> They're having kids eat alien acid. I know. I'm like, that doesn't seem healthy or safe. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's just some kind of, like, 7-Eleven slush or something. Probably. Something like, like that green apple or something like that i'm like no it's acid (laughs) i wonder if it comes in somehow comes in different flavors maybe if you if you can only get the green flavor (laughs) or if like maybe each maybe each little alien slime stand is a different flavor maybe or something and you just have to figure out which flavor you want, but it's all the same color, which would be very confusing. Or it could be different colors, but we only see the one. Yeah, that's true. She just make it mystery the flavor. The girl who goes... <laughs> the girl who gets some alien slime is one of the girls who's just a copy of, of Hannah. Oh, gosh. So the kid who's playing Wacka Alien, the little redheaded kid, it looks like they just took 
baby Molly's curly hair and turned it red and put it on him. They probably did. It's probably I feel like what they did. To save time, you don't need to make another baby. Just slap some different hair on the same model. <laughs> well, it, it's an Andy clone, so it's not a baby. They just put Molly's hair on it and turned oh, okay. it red. I'm sorry. I didn't. I was on like, him, I should say. I just had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> but they do do that a lot. They They do reuse a lot of their stuff which makes sense because it's like why spend more time making more stuff if you're just gonna you know Mm -hmm. did you happen to get a good look at the stuff on the screens above like the mission control area because i kind of forgot to do that i was like i was caught in the countdown to I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and there's, like, a countdown to the next launch, which I wonder if it's, like, the same countdown that the guy outside, the voice outside was announcing. Mm-hmm. Like, when they, uh, with the big rocket ship outside. Probably. And I want to know what that does. Like, is it, like, a special, or is it just, like, a show? I don't know. Yeah, does the, I mean, I think we talked about it a little, but, like, does the rocket ship do something? Exactly. Or is it just, like, or is it just, like, the wait times for tables or something? Maybe. Because that would make more sense. Like, I understand because it's all, like, space-themed. They want to do something with that. But I'm, like, uh, if it's just the rocket that's kind of, like, just blowing steam everywhere. People are going to be like, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> it would be neat if it somehow, like, I don't know, maybe it moved up and down a little bit. I don't know. Right? If it had, like, a whole maybe hydraulic like system on, that just lifted it. Yeah. Something like that. Or if it's on some kind of some kind of pole mm-hmm. that it moves up and down just slightly. That would be pretty cool. I would like to see that. You know, I feel like the lighting in this scene is doing is doing a lot of the heavy lifting. <laughs> just in, I think so too. In just making making this scene look good, because I mean, if you try to imagine it, like there's a lot of neat stuff in there, but but without the lighting, it would not. It would look a lot more bare bones. I feel like. I think so too, and I think they really like made an effort to make the lighting look good just so it could like make it look more authentic like a real arcade mm-hmm. and it does look really neat mm-hmm. i like the lighting there's in all Pizza these like Planet. purples and and blues mm-hmm. it has more of like yeah. a cool theme. Like green at the 38 second mark suddenly woody hears andy begging his mom to let him play Black Hole. He turns around to see Andy, Mom, and Molly behind them on the other side of the arcade cabinets and exclaims, Andy! Buzz starts to walk away, saying that he needs to find the ship that's headed for Sector 12, but Woody frantically grabs him and leads him through the arcade cabinets towards Andy. Woody says, There's a special ship. I just saw it. Buzz asks, You mean it has hyperdrive? Woody responds, Hyperactive hyperdrive. And Astro, uh, turf. Woody looks around the corner and waits for Andy and his family to walk by. Buzz mutters, where is it? I don't see it. But then he sees the crane game rocket ship and excitedly yells, spaceship! And runs off while Woody isn't paying attention. That's like such a child move. (laughs) I know, I was gonna say, like, Buzz is... Like a a small child where you can't take your eyes off of them for two seconds or they'll run off and just do whatever they want to do. Honestly, yes. And I've actually babysat some kids where they're like two or three and you look away for a second. Like literally when people say, I just looked away for a second. Yes, they get into trouble that fast. Mm hmm. The AstroTurf thing is one of those jokes that I didn't definitely didn't understand as a child. <laughs> <laughs> the 
That I didn't either until I but got it's older. So I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so hyperactive hyperdrive. That's pretty fast. That's pretty fun too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Woody's trying his hardest. He's not wrong. To make it sound. I like mean, Andy yeah, and Molly are, are both. They're pretty hyper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Andy and Molly are both pretty hyperactive. <laughs> I feel like anything that would make it sound like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, just please come over here. Yeah. And he's trying. I, he's a sad little cowboy that's trying. He's a sad, strange little man. <laughs> he has Buzz's pity. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite things that happens in like all of the Toy Story movies is when you get to see like areas that in normal life you would never get to see, like especially from the perspective of a toy. Like here they're running between all all between all the arcade cabinets and then in a minute they're like inside of the the crane machine. Yeah. And then, like, I think about in Toy Story 3, when Buzz is climbing up through the um, the snack machine. Stuff oh, like yeah, that. that I really like that's really cool. I know, because as a child, I've always wanted to get inside of a crane game, because I was that kid. I just never actually got stuck in one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I want to be you know, 16 inches tall or whatever, and just be able to to walk around in these tiny little spaces. Oh, I know. Climb around and everything. That was like the dream to just go crazy and climb everything. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Woody because he's trying so hard to get back to Andy, and he's trying to keep Buzz with him. And Buzz has his own little mission going on. And he's like, no, stop yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, I don't see the spaceship that Woody's talking about, but there's this one over here. I'm going to just run off and go to that one instead. I know, like totally disregarding what Woody's saying. It's like, dude, he's trying to help you. <laughs> he's actually trying to help himself. I mean, himself. he's not really. He's not. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's not trying to help us, actually, but... <laughs> He's just trying to get back to Andy's room, but yeah. That's true. Should we move on? Yes, let's move on. Okay. (laughs) At the one minute, five second mark, Andy gets closer to Woody and Buzz and Woody says, okay, Buzz, when I say go, we're going to jump in the basket. He turns around to see Buzz running off towards the rocket ship crane game and yells, Buzz! Buzz jumps into the flap where the prizes come out. And Woody raises his hands in anger, watches Andy walk away, and angrily says, This cannot be happening to me. He starts to go after Buzz, but has to quickly hide from a person walking by. I feel his frustration in this. (laughs) Yeah, he's, I was going to say, he's very relatable. This cannot be happening to me. Especially when you just have one of those days where... Everything is going wrong, and you you want to ask yourself what else can go wrong, but you also know better not to do that because something else will go wrong. And it's like literally everything's just about to work out the way he wants it to. Andy is right there. All they would have had to do, to do is jump into the stroller basket, and Buzz runs off. That would, yeah. They were so Especially close. when it's so close, that makes it even worse. And you're just like, you know what? That's it. I'm done. <laughs> That's so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Poor Woody. How are they not going to be seen jumping into the stroller basket? Or into the crane Like, game? what was his plan there? I know. Well, that and then, too, but also, like, Mom is pushing the stroller, and Andy's right there. Were they just going to wait until they were looking away or something? I know. And then you think about it, like, is Mom, like, 
Does she have such bad peripheral vision that she wouldn't have looked down and saw the toys crawling into (laughs) the basket? Like, I would have freaked out. I would have been like, okay, I found your two toys, but (laughs) there's a little problem here. But they weren't there two seconds ago. Not just that. If she saw them crawling in, I would have been like, okay, I need to lay off of something because this is freaking me out. Need to lay off the drugs. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, mom, what are you doing? Like, well, we you know she's keep... doing drug deals at at the Dynaco. She is. You know what? <laughs> she's probably taking her own products. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! We're just making her out to a horrible person. <laughs> I know, I feel bad. <laughs> I know, because she's like a, a pretty decent mom. It's not like she's like abusing her kids or anything. And she's actually like taking care of them. She took them to Pizza Planet. I know, she, it seems like they have a good relationship. I know. And they're like joking with each other. Like Andy and his mom seem to get along really well. The baby's always happy. So it's like she's living like this dark second life. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sad oh, gosh. <laughs> well it's like Poor i mom. said in that one episode that's how she's able to afford that really nice house as a single mother i know and then she's not working the nice house at least that they move into i really don't think she's working so it's very plausible I mean, i'm sure she is maybe she's got a uh, child support from from Andy and Molly's dad or or if he's if he's passed away maybe his life insurance or something I don't know. Man, he's got really good insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh gosh, or maybe she's a realtor. Maybe she makes a lot of money selling homes. Maybe she does. Maybe that's why they worked with virtual realty. Maybe she's the one who actually sold the house. She sold her own house. She's moving yeah. on up. <laughs> I always wondered that, like, if a realtor wanted to sell their house, do they just sell their own house and put it, like, for sale by owner? Or do they go through the company and have somebody else sell their house? I have no idea. I don't know anything about realty, so. I know. I'm going to have to ask my cousin. My cousin was well, actually my cousin's wife. She's a realtor. I'm going to have to ask her about that. I would be curious to know that as well. Okay, so I think we can move on now. At the 1 minute 19 second mark, Buzz jumps over the top of the prize chute and is greeted by a bunch of green aliens with three eyes and an antenna on top of their heads. One of them says, a stranger, and another one says, from the outside. And then they all say, ooh, in unison. Buzz says, greetings, I am Buzz Lightyear, I come in peace. And they all start to gather closer around him. I just want to say that I really love the aliens. I do too. But before I talk about the aliens, I want to talk about... So there's a shot where you see Buzz at the bottom of the prize chute. Just standing there. And the chute looks very tall. Like easily twice Buzz's height. Something like that. But then yeah. the next shot, suddenly he's somewhat, suddenly he's somehow halfway up, standing halfway up the chute, and he just jumps over the side. And I'm like, what? Maybe what he really can fly. In the second, <laughs> in the second <laughs> shot. I don't know. It's they They cheated it a little bit. And then later... When Woody gets in and he's, it looks like he's just standing like with his arms crossed over the side, but Mm -hmm. there's no way his feet are reaching to the bottom. He's probably dangling and he's just holding on like that. (laughs) Well, he must have better upper arm strength than it looks like because his, he's got like his arms on the Folded over the the edge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it doesn't this, look like he's, like, struggling to hold himself up or anything. 
I know. This whole movie has just been a whole bunch of questions, so I don't know why we're even questioning this. Because it's fun. (laughs) This is true. It's very fun (laughs) to just nitpick. Oh, my gosh. This whole podcast, we're just ruining this movie for ourselves. We should have gaining a deeper appreciation for it and simultaneously ruining it. Yes, we could have just called this podcast We Ruin Movies for You. (laughs) (laughs) Starting with our favorite movie. (laughs) I should call this episode We Ruin Toy Story for You. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And another thing, you know, I just thought of this. If Buzz is so adamant that he could fly, why doesn't he just fly to Sector 12? Well, I assume maybe it's too far away. He needs a ship that can go to light speed or whatever. Maybe. Or you would think, like, if you can just... Like that on his own. True, but if you get into the outer orbit of the earth and there's a space station they could give you a ship and then you can get to sector 12 you know what i just thought about how the beginning of toy story 2 with the buzz lightyear video game is just he's flying down to the planet yeah just him by himself he's not in a ship or anything Either I don't know that or he, he left his ship like outside was in a ship of the... and then yeah, left the ship and landed by himself. I don't know. Oh my gosh, that's so silly. Cause it's like that's continuity error right there. <laughs> but then that makes me think that it must be Sector 12 is is too far away for him to fly. To fly there on his own, and he needs, and that's why he needs a ship. I don't know. Yeah, probably. It's like light years away, and he needs a ship that can that can jump to light speed or something. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope he figures it out, and I hope he gets there fine. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's not going to, but he's okay. not. He's really not. Because <laughs> it's not real. Although he thinks it is. But also, it's still I not real. If he, it's not. I also wonder if he kind of freaked out when he saw all the aliens inside the spaceship. Like, maybe he thought, like, oh, I'm in a wrong ship. Well, he thought the ship belonged to them. Like, it was their ship. He said, I need to commandeer your vessel. Mm-hmm. It's like in a... I don't know, video game like Grand Theft Auto or something when you just steal somebody's <laughs> car. <laughs> or like the game I've been playing, L- L.A. Noir, where you're a police officer and you, if you crash your car, you just take somebody else's car and go do whatever you have to do. Oh my gosh, that's great. He's probably going to commit Grand Theft Auto and he's going to, it's Grand Theft Spaceship. But then he does, so... At least in his mind, you know, it's a, like he says, it's a galactic emergency. (laughs) Like he, this, earlier in the movie, he says, uh, now the whole universe is in, is in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. So he absolutely needs, at least in his mind, he absolutely needs a ship to, to get to sector 12 to save all of uh, the universe from being destroyed. Well, I'm glad somebody cares. <laughs> yes. I also like how the aliens are just very bland, flat characters, but they're so lovable. Like, they have no other purpose than to just go, ooh, at everything. I have said before, not on this podcast, but just in the past, that the aliens are proto the proto despicable me minions. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> they're like all of the same character basically. I mean, the minions have more; they don't all look identical. But they, if Facebook had existed in 1995, then you would have seen 
you were seeing like middle aged moms posting <laughs> quotes All with the little aliens, aliens yes. being like, "Man, I can't wait for the weekend." Stupid stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I can see that, and I do think that um, the minions were largely based off of it because there are kind of like minion traits even in the aliens but more so like just like oh yeah we'll follow you or whatever yeah well there's like there there's a bunch of them that all look the same and they're like kind of the comic relief characters mm-hmm. and they all have weird voices <laughs> and they're kind of like the they're kind of breakout stars of Toy Story, much like the the, the minions from Despicable Me became mm-hmm. popular from that movie. Although the aliens haven't gotten their own movie, which they should. They should have their own movie. You know what? I, I say that we should get an alien movie. <laughs> or at least call it Little Green Men or something. Yes. Okay, so at the minute 38 second mark, it cuts to Woody, who waits for a couple of kids to pass by before running to the rocket crane game and jumping inside. Inside the rocket, Buzz tells the aliens, this is an intergalactic emergency. I need to commandeer your vessel to Sector 12. Who's in charge here? All the aliens point up and answer, the claw in unison, and the camera pans up to reveal the machine's claw hanging from above. One alien explains, the claw is our master, and another adds, claw chooses who, and then the two minutes end there. Yeah, it's like, claw chooses who. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, I don't have... like where it ends. <laughs> <laughs> the way the next clip that we're about to record in our next episode ends is, is really funny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like when it cuts off in the middle of a, of a line like that. Yeah. I have some history of the aliens from our sacred text, Toy Story, the art making of the animated feature. Ooh. If you'd like to hear that. I sure would. So on page 72, it talks about how Pixar had a brain trust meeting where they only had like an hour to try and strengthen weak spots in the narrative. They had uh, both guys from Pixar and a couple of guys from um, from Disney Animation there. And it says, The Toy Story team's biggest worry that day was what to do about the scene in which Buzz tumbles into a coin-operated game filled with Little Pizza Planet mascots. We'd already tried having them be little bears and slices of pizza with sunglasses says jason katz but we'd finally settled on the game being a big rocket ship with spacemen inside to give buzz a reason to be drawn to it what to do though with those aliens session after session back at pixar had yielded no usable gags or character design at first no promising solutions emerged then somebody it might have been gary trousdale but no one seems to remember for sure said the words, the claw. Why not make the game's mechanical pickup mechanism the center of the little aliens, alien toys' world? We began battling back and forth every mindless sect out of every movie we could think of, says Stanton. Don't fight the claw, do the will of the claw, and on and on. He started talking about South American cargo cults, adds John Lasseter. These aliens had never seen the outside world, so they might be like those rainforest tribes who see a plane and wind up worshipping it as a deity. That's pretty intense. (laughs) They are like a cult. Yeah, they're like a little cult. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like a threatening cult. (laughs) I mean, it seems... Pretty harmless, I guess. I mean, because they just have it within themselves. They're not like throwing out little alien missionaries to go like. Exactly. (laughs) They're not trying to like recruit more people into their cult. (laughs) Yeah. It also says that Chris Sanders designed them. Oh, thank you, Chris Sanders. Yeah. And of course, they're they're all voiced by Jeff Pigeon. 
Thank you, Jeff. Did a lot of the random voices, yeah, in this movie. This has nothing to do with the aliens, but I also (laughs) like when Woody jumps into the when Woody's running toward the claw machine. Mm -hmm. You can hear the guy on the on the speaker system saying, "Re-energize yourself with a slice of pepperoni." I love how they're just that like. Was pretty funny. I love how even in the restaurant, it's like they're already there. Why are you advertising your own food to people who are already eating at your <laughs> restaurant? <laughs> exactly. But going back to the aliens, because I grew up watching the the two D animated Buzz Lightyear Star Command movie, mm-hmm. I always thought that the aliens were meant to be part of the Buzz Lightyear universe because maybe they're in that movie and in that show, except there they call them the little green men mm-hmm. and they have, um, they have this thing called the Unimind, which is brought down by a claw <laughs> and the Unimind is what like allows them to like think and feel in unison. And I never, I mean, I guess I I did know that they were, like, Pizza Planet mascots, too. But I, but as a kid, I always thought that they were meant to be, like, from Buzz's cartoon, you know? Mm-hmm. But then, like, why wouldn't he recognize them? I mean, maybe he does, and he's just like, oh, yeah, these alien guys, I know, I know about them, you know? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't comment on it, but. I feel like. Maybe, like, in his mind, he's already seen, like, so many different kinds of aliens. So he's like, oh, that's fine. It's an alien. I'm not worried about it. Because yeah, that's, I mean, like, like and if it, when you're and a if space ranger, you're going to see different aliens. Yeah. And if they were from his universe, then he'd be like, well, yeah, I see these guys all the time. Yeah, so he's probably like, oh, it's whatever. These people, I know them, so. Yeah. In the show, I think they're... Well, they have their own home planet, and but then at Star Command, they're like the um, they're they they're like the tech guys. Mm-hmm. They build the robot XR, and they're very efficient because they they think and like speak together with one mind, the Unimind. I honestly wish we Which had the Unimind. Job. Yes, I wish we had the Unimind. <laughs> At my job, that would make that my would life nice. so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Then again, I wouldn't want to know what some people are thinking. <laughs> like, what if you put it on and someone else is not prepared, and you're just like, "Oh, didn't need to know that." <laughs> or like, they're they secretly don't like you. I know, and then and you just realize that they're thinking things about you. <laughs> Yeah, and you're you like, oh, yeah, I'm Janet, you want to go? You want to clock out and <laughs> meet in the parking lot? <laughs> so I guess before we wrap up, I have a quote from, again, our sacred texts um, about the design of a pizza planet itself, mm-hmm. the building. This is from pages 67 and 68, and the name of the modeler that it that it mentions here, I I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce. It's <laughs> his last his first name is Demir, and then the last name is spelled F-R-K-O-V-I-C. And I don't know how to pronounce that. So whatever they oh, say okay. his last name, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say Demir instead. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. If to Demir, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> it says modeler Demir, in the the name that I can't pronounce. Uh, task was to translate Cone's detailed hand drawn room schematics of each beam, floor tile, and wall panel into an elaborate computer realm construction job. As with any construction project, the Pizza Planet specs envisioned in two dimensions didn't always work so well in three. Demir had to do some fiddling with the restaurant's proportions to keep them 
pleasingly spherical, yet he also pushed its shape in ways impossible with an actual set. Says Demir, in terms of structural integrity, we cheat a lot. That big, enormous neon pizza planet sign on top of the rings would break right through the roof if you built it the way we show it. I mean, yeah, it would. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that sign's really huge. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any physical sense. No, it doesn't. It's not physically possible for it to be where it is. Like he said, everything would have collapsed. <laughs> yeah. But I do like the structure or like the design of the Pizza Planet. And I like that they made it look the way they did. It is actually like visually pleasing, but it's not physically possible. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's really neat. <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's neat. I just think it's neat. <laughs> like that Marge Simpson meme. Yes. You're just holding Pizza Planet <laughs> in your hand. <laughs> I just think it's neat. <laughs> well, that's all I have about this clip. Yeah, me too. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. See you next time. Bye. Bye.